Have you seen those news reports of families and couples producing waste that just fits in a mason jar after an entire year and thought that is totally not possible? Yeah, me too. But reducing waste has been something on my mind for quite some time. Going zero waste has become a buzzword in recent years, and I think it has sparked some great conversation around what we can do to reduce waste in our own homes. For many, however, I think zero waste is an unrealistic goal to start with. Not everyone is just that motivated, and it can lead to not taking any steps to reduce waste in our lifestyle. And look, if zero waste is something that you are striving for, amazing. But know that you can go low waste without necessarily having zero waste as your goal and still reduce your footprint and lower your toxic load while you're at it. Now, I have a long way to go before I consider myself even low waste. It is a work in progress. So for today's show, I'm sharing a conversation I had with Mira Jane, who is known on Instagram as the Green Mum. Her approach to sharing her low waste journey is so practical and approachable that I invited her to join me for a Facebook Live within my client community back in 2020. Our conversation is still very relevant, so I am sharing it with you today on today's show. In this conversation, we cover how she got her husband on board, tips to bring others on board who might not be open to it initially, the benefits that she's experienced as she's shifted to low-waste living, and tips specifically to reduce single-use plastic in the kitchen. Now, for this conversation, her family was home, so she was sitting outside, and so those peaceful bird sounds you hear in the background are actual birds, if you're wondering. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the Missing Pillar of Health podcast, the show that tackles the often misunderstood and underestimated topics related to toxins and their impact on our health and well-being. I'm your host, environmental engineer, mom of two, and founder of Green at Home, Emma Roman. My mission is to help you reduce toxins in your life without fear, judgment, or shame, so you can be more informed and empowered to take action on issues that matter to your health. The research is clear that toxic chemicals found in the products we use, food we eat, water we drink, and air we breathe are contributing to the rise of chronic illness, allergies, infertility, autoimmune disease, and more. The good news is you can reduce your exposure without having to drastically change your lifestyle, and I'm here to show you how. As Margaret Mead said, never doubt that a small group of thoughtful, committed citizens can change the world. I believe addressing toxins is a critical step towards creating healthier and happier families, communities, and ultimately a better planet. And that starts right here, right now. Let's dive into today's show. everybody. Welcome back to another guest expert session. I am very excited to be joined by Mira. Hello, Mira. Hi. And today we're going to be talking all about going low waste. It can be a hot topic for folks who want to continue 
reducing plastics and increasing their environmental performance in their home. And I instantly thought of Mira when I came up with this topic. So before we dive in, why don't you let everyone know a little bit about yourself? Sure. Thank you, Emma. And everyone, it's nice to meet you. Thank you so much for having me. So as Emma said, my name is Mira Jane. And about a couple of years ago, I was just a regular mom of two kids. And I had a friend come and kind of show me how she was living low waste. And it immediately resonated with me because I've always kind of been, I guess you could say, eco-friendly and concerned about the planet. I just didn't really know what to do. So two years later, I have an Instagram blog and we revamped our life. My husband's totally on board. My girls tell me that we're a green family and we're Aww. just... Yeah, it's really cute. Kind of like how I use, like I kind of manipulate them to do stuff too. I'll be like, green family. I mean, manipulative in the most caring, loving sense, of course. I, I like to tell the kids that because this was their version when we started talking about things. And th- and so they were very concerned about killing polar bears with climate change and stuff. <laughs> and so anything that's wasteful, I'm like, polar bears. the polar bears be happy with this. <laughs> so I think manipulative in a, in a good way. The loving, caring yes. game. <laughs> And then it's for them. So exactly. that's exactly why I embarked on this low waste journey, low impact journey is just because I wasn't sure what world I was leaving for my children. And so, yeah, we, we love it. We're living low waste. We're reducing our carbon footprint in some way every day. And I love talking about it. So I'm really appreciative that you thought you reached out to me. Awesome. Well, your platform is so informative and inspiring, and we'll definitely link your Instagram feed, and we'll talk more about that at the end. You talked about what kind of prompted you to start going low waste. How did, was it easy to get your husband on board right off the hop, or how did you get everyone in your family on the same page? Because I think that is really important. Yes. People ask me that a lot, so I think it's a very common challenge as well. I'm very lucky that my husband was on board. So I'm a vegan, but at the time I was vegetarian. Vegetarian already transitioned to a vegetarian lifestyle, which he still is now. So that kind of helped. I knew he had some flexibility in terms of ethics and caring for the planet. And so I think probably the way that I got him on board the best was that we had to talk about it and we decided this is something we wanted to do. And we tried to implement things slowly. We tried. I probably was a little bit motivated at the time to go quick. (laughs) I think that is really important is just to ease things in gradually. And then another trick that I've discovered, which has been really, really helpful, is to ask the person that is showing resistance what they are uncomfortable with. Because no one is just not living this lifestyle to be a jerk, right? There's something that is a barrier for them. So if you can take the time and understand what that barrier is, either you can reach a compromise. Maybe it's a case of saying, okay, I totally get where you're coming from. That's not non-negotiable. Or maybe you can help them see your side. So yeah, definitely asking him, what is your barrier here and how can we reach a compromise together has been really helpful. And then I think lastly, because our mutual motivation was making a better life for our children, I think that really helped as well. I love that. I think it's so important. People almost forget how to have conversations around things and automatically assume that everyone's going to be on the same page because it's the same with the toxin-free stuff that we talk about. A lot of us have this kind of internal process and come to the decision that this is important. It just totally makes sense. Why wouldn't you do it? Exactly. Yeah. And I have a blog about this and in talking to skeptics in your life and they need to be able to go through that process too. So I love that you touched on that is so important. I'm assuming that part of the conversation too, in terms of helping motivate everybody was that there were benefits to doing this. Um, You talked about 
your drive to create a better planet for your children. But what are some of the tangible and kind of immediate benefits that you've seen? I think my favorite one is for the most part, it's a money saver. I think that when you look at the kind of classical zero waste Instagram, beautiful lifestyle, it doesn't seem like it is. There's these gorgeous chrome containers and expensive plants everywhere. But I've done my own, it's not a blog post, but kind of like a, I'm just going to say it's a blog post for letter, lack of a better term, on 51 ways that I've saved money. And it's just and they're little, but they all add up. And, and then some of them aren't little. Like um, next year, we're hoping to go down to one car. So that's going to save us thousands of dollars. But also little things like I don't buy toilet paper. Or no, I definitely buy toilet paper. <laughs> I don't buy paper towels anymore. I don't buy... Some people don't buy toilet paper. So yeah, you're, not, you're not that that. Well, we talked about having everyone on board. And I'm not sure that will be one that I'll have everyone on board. <laughs> yeah. And I don't buy household cleaners anymore um, because I waste so little food now. We're saving a ton of money that way. I mean, I could go on and on about how much money I'm saving. so Or uh, how many ways I'm saving money. So that's great. I think in some ways... You save time, but in other ways you don't. So that maybe meets out to neutral, but I'm not spending all of my Saturdays running errands for, I need to buy this, I need to buy this. I don't buy things really anymore. And it's a lot more of a slow, intentional process. Hey, do I really need this thing? What are the ways I can get it and having the lowest impact on the environment? So often, especially during COVID, that means searching online and maybe, and always trying for secondhand first. That's kind of taking away from my saving time point, but I'm not going out to this store and this store and this store and this store. I'm, I'm doing a half an hour search on the internet kind of thing, which gives me a lot of time to spend with my kids and be together as a family. Yeah. And I think it is worth pointing out too, that you have a job. You're a yeah. teacher by day, if That's right. I can say that. So um, <laughs> I think that is important to recognize because a lot of people think that this kind of lifestyle, because a lot of bloggers out there are stay-at-home moms, which yeah. they're busy too, that it's a full-time oh, yeah. job. That's a job. Um, so I'm not diminishing that role. But it adds another layer. It certainly when adds another layer, right? Well. Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I just wanted and to point that out. That's true. And I should caveat saying that or preface by saying that I'm a half-time teacher right now, but I'm going to full-time work next year. And I don't anticipate that I'll be changing anything, but you're welcome to check back in and see. Yeah, how- we should check back in and see how that's going. <laughs> <laughs> And then I think probably the most important benefit to this lifestyle is how much more at peace I feel. I feel like I have a lot less anxiety. I feel like my values and my way of living are really in tune with each other. And I feel good about the message that I'm putting out there, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's to my children, whether it's to my students, that we can live more in harmony with the planet than we're doing right now. So, and you know, tie back into what you do, Emma, I think we're a lot healthier as well. Non-toxic living is a huge part of being eco-friendly, I think, and eating better foods and, and getting more exercise. I think that's all kind of tied in. So there's a lot of benefits and it really is a lifestyle. It's, it's a gradual process and it's a journey and it's such a happy one, I think. Yeah. And one of the slides that I use in a presentation I give is it's a lifestyle, not a magic pill. And Ooh, okay. I think that, copy that. Thank you. It applies to all of this kind of stuff. So that's really important. Making sure that you have, I think in order to be successful in any kind of lifestyle change, you need to be very clear on your, on your why and what your vision is for your life. And that's where I start with all of my work with my clients too. It's the same thing. If you're just 
going to be diving in because it sounds good, but you're not actually sure why you're doing it or actively committed, I think you'll end up in a cycle of trying, but failing and then feeling like it's not possible for you, but really it is. And it's not really motivated anyways. And I think one of the reasons or one of the ways to clarify your why would be to educate yourself. And what we did after, after my friend came and taught us about her lifestyle as we watched A Plastic Ocean on Netflix. At the time, it was completely new information to me. Things that, you know, it was a little bit before zero waste and plastic came into the mainstream. So it was completely new knowledge for me. And it just was so eye-opening. I'm sure there's probably a better documentary that would be eye-opening at this point. But I think it's a great way to kind of get your why. Yeah, cool. So what are some of the changes that you made maybe early on? And what are some of the, you know, we talked about plastic, so maybe ways to avoid plastic. One of the biggest hurdles that I know people have is reducing plastic in the kitchen in terms of food packaging. And that's exactly where we started. Okay. So can you share some tips there? Absolutely. Can I share a funny anecdote first? Yeah. I talked about starting slowly and doing a few things at a time, but in a way I didn't really do a good job of that. And I remember being at the grocery store almost in tears. My first tip is pick three things, go into your garbage. You don't have to touch it, but look at it and see three things that pop up a lot. Maybe like instant noodle packages or whatever it is. You're a mom. You probably have cheese a Cheese is a big, I mean, that's not a problem for you because you're vegan. Well, but... my kids still eat cheese though. My husband okay. does too. Yeah. yeah. So pick three things that you're going to try and get waste-free and stick to those for a week or two before you try anything else. Because I don't want you crying in the grocery store figuring out how to get bread. But okay, so some tips to go plastic-free. Number one, and COVID has kind of thrown a wrench in some of these plants. So I can tell you how I got started and then I can tell you what I'm doing now, if that's helpful. But Sure. Yeah. So if you're watching this as a replay in the future, it is, we're recording this in June. So we're in the throes of pandemic restrictions right now. <laughs> sure. <are. laughs> but hopefully when you're watching this, we are no longer under those restrictions. So you, if you can find a really great bulk store, like a bulk goods store where you can bring your own containers, that's really big because a lot of my waste was reduced by going there and filling up my jars with rice and pasta and all kinds of beans. You can get cookies there. You can get soup stock, a lot of things you can get at a really good bulk store. So that and those are all things that you don't need to stock up every week. So it's not like you're doing a million different grocery shops all the time. Right. Have some good sizable jars. And generally, it depends on what your style is. If you want a really minimalist pantry, then I actually would recommend that you just go and get exactly what you need for the week. But for me, as you said, Emma, we don't have a lot of time to go and your mom. So I know you don't. I hate multiple shops. Right. (laughs) We just buy, yeah, like a whole jar full of, let's say, veggie stock. And then that'll last me until I need to go again in a couple months. So that would be one tip. In terms of going to the grocery store, just try and I try and favor things that are not in plastic. That would be my number one enemy in terms of waste. So if I can find something in metal, all kinds of beans and stuff in metal, canned tomatoes, etc. Paper, you know, the pasta boxes that just have that little plastic window, which one company called Barilla is not even doing the plastic window. I saw that. Yeah, we well, are gluten-free here, so okay. it's harder. But there are some cardboard gluten-free. Okay, oh, yeah. That's great. So yeah, metal, plastic. Glass is a little bit of a iffy one in terms of low waste because it can have quite a high carbon footprint to create. But in the bulk store before, so if you let's say you buy a a glass jar of salsa, then after you've done that salsa, wash out the jar and use it for your bulk store. And then it becomes a really eco-friendly 
consideration? We, uh, all of our drinking glasses. So we got glasses like, I don't know, 12 years ago and they've they all broken, broken over yeah. the years. And so now our entire drinking glass cupboard is pasta sauce jars. Ooh, you know what? That's also very chic. Yes. And we didn't have to, like, we just kept buying the same type of pasta sauce. So they yeah. match. Yeah. And then you can tell people you went out and spent so much money on them. Exactly. And then in terms of produce, again, so easy to do during COVID, but in general, I use those reusable produce bags. I like them if they're made out of cotton, obviously, but not all of mine are, which is fine. And yeah, you just put your produce in them. Sometimes they have a little tear on them, so you don't actually pay for the weight of the, the bag. And, you know, some people kind of get nervous. They say, what if there's a big lineup in the grocery store? clerk gets mad. I have never had that experience. Me neither. Yeah. Most of the time people are like, where did you get these? I want some. What a great idea. Because how can anyone fault you for wanting to help the planet? Yeah. And if they do, that's their problem. And do you, so you just have something close by, like how do you find, because we've got people from all over. So I know you can't give like specific shop recommendations, right. but yeah, I try and combine them as much as possible. So I know both America and Canada have a Whole Foods, for example, it's definitely a little bit more pricey, but they will allow you your produce bags even now. And not now, but they have a bakery there where they would slice bread and put it in the bags for me. Okay. So trying to combine as many errands as in one shop is awesome. We're moving to a high street actually next week. So we'll be able to walk to get a lot of our things. So it won't feel as much of an errand. Like we don't have to put the kids in the car and go to the store kind of thing. So that'll be easier for sure. Yeah. Nice. So you kind of shared your top three tips in there. But if you were to summarize your top tips as to how to overcome obstacles and make progress faster and easier, you just recap those for us. The three takeaways that you want people to to leave with. Okay. So don't be afraid of your grocery store and just try and find recyclable items. Paper, paper can be recycled and then composted. Metal can be recycled indefinitely and glass can be reused and then recycled indefinitely. So those are great options. Find some good produce bags you like and invest in those if you can and use those and uh, find a good bulk store that's affordable and will let you bring in your own jars or even plastic containers. And that will save you a ton of packaging in the kitchen. Amazing. You packed so many great tips in here. I love it. Your Instagram feed, as I said off the top, is just incredible. It's my go-to for practical, low waste and... You didn't tell me that. Yes. I love checking it out. Yeah, because it's... Yeah, you're just... You're practical and relatable. I really resonate with that. So where can people go to learn more from you? So if you want to follow me or check me out on Instagram, my Instagram handle is thegreenmum. Mom spelled like the British way. Um, my website is thegreenmum.net, but it is sorely in need of an update. So not upset if you don't go there. And I don't even think I knew you had a website. So that's good to know. You're not missing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you can email me at thegreenmumcanada at gmail.com. And I would always love to answer questions. And my passion is just teaching and helping people find some sort of accessibility. <laughs> and my children. My children are my passion as well. <laughs> I love it. Oh, yeah, there she goes. <laughs> bye bye. Bye. Awesome. Thank you so much, Mira, for sharing your time and your tips with us. I really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Bye. I do hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you over in my free Facebook group. 
It's a great place to get feedback from over 4,000 super supportive members and where I share bonus trainings and content to help make your healthy home journey easier. Just type Green Product Forum in the search bar in Facebook or head into the show notes where you'll find all the places you can find me online. Until next time, have a great day.